Earlier today in Washington, D.C., another career politician said something really, really stupid. Officials are concerned that ignorance and stupidity has blatantly crossed party lines and unfortunately has made its way to those appointed by elected officials as well. You don't say. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. You have just entered Liberty Lighthouse, where we cut through the fog with common sense logic. Coming to you from Pennsylvania, the state of independence. Here he is, U.S. Navy veteran, author of the book, Progress, Really? And your freedom-loving host, Peter Seraphine. Welcome to Liberty Lighthouse. I am the keeper of the Liberty Lighthouse, your beacon of common sense, your wiki, if you will, Peter Seraphine. I urge you to join this conversation by calling 64 My Rights, that's 646 974 4487, and go to liberty lighthouse.com, sign up to be a member. Now, let's start the show. Today, we're going to talk about episode 7. We're actually doing the follow up episode to episode 7 of Liberty Lighthouse, which was an episode devoted to looking at how much the steps of the Communist Manifesto have already implemented and they've infiltrated into the, our federal government. Funny thing is, I really didn't get any feedback other than, well, I didn't think of that, uh, about the episode itself. The biggest bit of feedback I got was about the tyranny alert in the episode. Tyranny alert was about uh, Virginia Senate Bill number 64. And I have to say I made a mistake on this one. I read an article, and then I read the text of the bill. And when I presented it as a tyranny alert to you, my listeners, I unfortunately relied too much on the article, not quite enough on the bill. What I had said was that SB 64 in Virginia would make it illegal, would make paramilitary activity out of teaching anyone's self-defense or any form of firearms training. Let me read the actual text of the bill, and I'll tell you the concerning part. I'm only going to read section one right now. It says, a person is guilty of unlawful paramilitary activity punishable as a class five felony if he, one, teaches or demonstrates to another person the use, application, or making of any firearm, explosive, or incendiary device or technique capable of causing injury or death to persons, knowing or having reason to know or intending that such training will be employed in use or in furtherance of civil disorder. Okay, that's the text of part one. Now, my problem with that is the knowing or having reason to know or intending. I think that this is a, a, well, it's open for too much interpretation. How can you say knowing or having reason to know? How can you say that the, the, I don't know, the guy teaching firearm safety should have known that the guy who was taking the class was going to go out and go do something? I think it's a slippery slope. Part two of the bill has a similar feel to me. It's, It's just a little... I have trouble with the wording. All right, so part two says, assembles with one or more persons for the purpose of training with, practicing with, 
or being instructed in the use of any firearm, explosive, or incendiary device or technique capable of causing injury or death to persons, intending to employ such training or use or in furtherance of civil disorder. My problem there again is the word intent. Unless it's clearly stated, you don't know someone else's intent. I mean, unless this person is teaching firearms training or martial arts and saying, okay, now go cause havoc. Go, you know, protest and do whatever to cause civil disorder. Unless they're outright saying it, you don't know their intent. And it worries me that the government would put something in, in uh, a law creating a felony where it's nearly impossible to improve, to prove. Part three of the bill is even a little bit more scary there with that same word intent, though. So part three says, assembles with one or more persons with the intent of intimidating any person or group of persons by drilling, parading, or marching with any firearm, any explosive, or, or incendiary device, or any component or combination thereof. This scares me because who's to say that you know, like some group, let's say a local militia, like an honest-to-goodness real militia, is marching in a parade, and then a whole bunch of people decide that they don't like guns, and they think that the whole reason that this group is marching is to intimidate them. When, again, intent. You don't know their intent. Marching and drilling is part of military training. Makes perfect sense for a militia to be marching and drilling. On the same lines there, I organized and commanded a small honor guard. It was usually just a, a, a color guard, really. And the members of my color guard were not military veterans. So when I began instruction the gentleman who was going to carry the American flag most of the time, I looked him square in the face and I said, this is my flag. You will not let my flag touch the ground. You will not let my flag be disgraced in any way. Reasonable, right? Then I went to the two guys that carry the rifles. Fake rifles. I looked at them and I said, you will protect my flag. Your rifles may not be real. But if you see someone approaching this unit, you see somebody coming at this flag with a can of paint in their hands, you take the butt of that rifle and you bash them aside the, upside the head before they have a chance to disgrace my flag. Now, is that intimidating? Is a color guard with two guys with two rifles that may or may not be real on either side of the flag? Could that be considered intimidating? They're there for a purpose. They're there to protect that flag. But to someone else, to an onlooker, it's two rifles mar marching down the street. Could that be interpreted as intimidating? Could someone claim that that was the intent? So my apologies. I was wrong about my Tyrion alert, about the way I presented it. The SB 64 in, this, in the Commonwealth of Virginia does not automatically make these trainings illegal. But I don't like the wording of it anyway. I still think it could easily be termed tyrannical. 
Now, I want to say thank you to my distant cousin, Todd, who pointed this out to me. He uh, said that I didn't research it. I should do better. And you're absolutely right, Todd. I'm sorry. I should do better. I read the bill after I read the article, and I already had a perspective in my head when I read it. And it was just wrong of me. I'm sorry. And Todd, you and I almost never agree on anything politically, but thanks for at least keeping me honest. Like I said, I really don't have anything else for this follow-up. Didn't get any questions, comments, or concerns about the Communist Manifesto itself or my interpretation of it. Just my flub on my tyranny alert. I hope to do better in the future. Speaking of the future, I've been working on an episode regarding our federal budget and the idea of a balanced budget for several weeks now, and I keep pushing it off. When I read the Communist Manifesto, I just felt like I needed to do that episode first. So the balanced budget or the federal budget episode of Liberty Lighthouse will be upcoming next week. And until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Lighthouse podcast. Be sure to sign up at liberty-lighthouse.com to download my free ebook from the file shares page. Don't forget, call 64 My Rights with your questions, comments, and concerns for the show. That's 646-974-4487. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend about the Liberty Lighthouse. Whatever platform you're listening from, subscribe, rate, leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you.